0: Before I get into this podcast, I do want to say to everyone who is observing or who is participating, whether you are Muslim or not, Ramadan Mubarak. I hope that in this journey, we find clarity, we find peace, we remedy issues or situations that may have occurred prior to the beginning of Ramadan. I pray that we all find the courage to will to power the desires and wishes and dreams within us with the help and guidance of the Almighty. May we rise to our fullest potentials. May we grow in our capacity to love. You're listening to That Honesty Thing, the podcast. Here to make you feel, here to make you think, and here to empower and support you through your journey to truth. The truth about calling yourself out. So this podcast was birthed when I was in the bed and I was just thinking about how much more I could be doing um, to support my creative side and to support my passion and how much I have been using self-care and I need time to rest, things of that nature as a scapegoat to keep me from doing the things that I need to do. And so with that thought birthed this podcast and I thought of three large things that I felt were common or that I'd either experienced or that a lot of people around me had experienced. And I decided to touch on the truth about those situations and the parts of those situations that we do need to call ourselves out on. The first topic is your job. Staying within a job that you do not like, staying with a job that does not feed your soul, it chips away at your joy and The truth about that is, yeah, we have bills to pay. We need our health insurance, our vision, the medical, the dental. Some of us have children or dependents that rely on this paycheck. And that's a true thing. And so when I am talking about calling yourself out on staying at a job that you do not like or that does not serve you well, I am saying that, understanding that circumstances may keep us from just up and leaving. Circumstances may make it so that it may take us a little bit more time than maybe someone who may not share those same obligations. And that is a truth that we have to acknowledge and that we can't overlook. But where we need to call ourselves out on is in those situations where we are sitting at a desk that we really don't want to be at where we are feeling like the joy and the positivity is just being sucked from us. In that moment, have you taken the time on your lunch break instead of that nap, instead of taking that long walk to research other jobs that may be best fitting? Have we edited our resumes, updated our resumes? Have we really sat down to search for another job? And I think why we may be slow to do that is because we're comfortable. It is comforting to know when you're going to get a check, exactly how much that check is going to be, and exactly what you can and can't do with the money that you will or won't have. But sitting in that comfort, it's costly. And I know that changing is difficult, figuring out your new route to work or your new morning routine thinking about having to make friends or acquaintances with new colleagues, having to reapply for health insurance and having to go through that process and orientation again, or having to transfer your 401k or your 403b, that's a process and it's tedious. And let's not even talk about the cover letters and having to talk to, you know, people to uh, give you references. It's hard. Change is uncomfortable, but It costs you so much more to stay in a situation that isn't allowing you to grow. And change ultimately costs less than staying in a daily frustration or within this inner turmoil. And so sometimes you have to make your move. Sometimes you have to get on it. And that's my advice is that, yes, there are other factors that keep us maybe from moving on from one job to another immediately. If you have mouths to feed, if people are depending on you, even though, yes, some people have done it, and that is major guts, major courage, and major faith above anything else to go on and do something like that. But even if you can't, that doesn't mean that in the interim, you can't search for a new job. You can't, update your resume. And so I challenge you to call yourself out on those things if you are in that situation or predicament and you're looking for something new. The second topic is remaining in a heartbreak post-healing. And in tandem with that is remaining in a long-term relationship that may be rid or void of love or passion or life, really. And when I'm saying um, remaining in a situation Um, or remaining in heartbreak post-healing. I say that because we have to acknowledge that sometimes we put ourselves in a cycle to go back to something that is unhealthy after we have recovered. Sometimes we have developed a scab, we have healed from that scab, we may have a scar, but we take it upon ourselves to reopen that scar. And so when I say remaining in a heartbreak post-healing, I'm talking about those of us who have been through it, gone through it, made progress, but then at some point chose to revert back to that unhealthy and negative state of heartbreak. And so the truth about healing and heartbreak is that it takes time. So I'm not talking about anyone who is going through the motions and going through the stages of a heartbreak. Sometimes that may take you months, for some people that may take years. And I. I'm not talking about that. Be honest with yourself. Honor that time. Take that time to heal so that when you do move forward, you can do so in a healthy manner and attract the things that you deserve. But when we are talking about reinserting yourself into that cycle of heartbreak, when you've had the tools and you've done the work to move through it, you have to call yourself out on your addiction to toxicity. Because sometimes there may be an addiction to passion through pain or passion through love. And I've learned that you can experience passion in multiple ways. So if you're someone who's addicted to that passion by way of pain, you may be someone who is putting it upon yourself to feel that heartbreak over and over. You may also need to acknowledge when you're not fully ready to let go and figure out what it is that you're holding on to. If you're holding on to a negative or toxic situation, what is it that you think you need from that? Why do you think you need to revert back to that state? What are you getting from that that you are thinking is fueling you or giving you whatever energy or sensation that you desire? There is a point in time where you have to think about whether or not you are the person who is choosing a connection of toxicity or pain over liberation. Are you choosing drama and that up and down cycle to make yourself feel something over someone who has given yourself love and peace and is feeling even more in that way? So moving to remaining in a long-term relationship. What's true about it is, there are a lot of relationships worth fighting for. There are relationships that have carried on for years and that are worth fighting for. And we acknowledge that and I root for that. And so long as you are not in a situation that is causing you physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual harm, Fight for it. If a love is there and you're just going through the motions and you're just going through some situation, a phase which happens, fight for it. But if you are holding on to something just for the sake of the amount of years that you have put into that situation, you gotta call yourself out on that. You gotta call yourself out on taking pride. Or your ego taking over the relationship and how long you've been in it. Being able to say you've been in something for so long. When you know that that relationship is not serving you anymore. And doing something like that, I think a lot of people fall into that trap because you're familiar. Because you know this person. Because you take pride in, again, saying that you've been doing something for so long. You take pride in saying that you've been committed to something. But what are you committed to? Is there love there for real? And if there's not, you got to call yourself out on that and let it go. And something that popped into my mind was just an analogy of like a crumbling house. Now, again, there is a difference between a house that has a broken window, a house that has a broken lock, a house that needs to be repainted from the interior. Yeah, work on that. Fix it. But if your house is crumbling from the foundation, it is not able to stand anymore. Leave and find a new home because staying in a crumbling house, understand that at some point, that whole thing is going to come down. The whole thing is going to shatter. And to keep Two people, or however many people are in this situation, in the house as it's crumbling, you are going to kill yourself. You are going to kill your spirit. You are going to rob yourself of life. When there is life all around you, rent somewhere else. Get a mortgage somewhere else. And for those of us who may feel like, well, it's a waste of time if I've invested all these years into someone or even something or a friendship, And all of a sudden, after all these years, we're going to call it quits. It's not a waste, though. What is a waste is lying to yourselves and putting yourselves through a daily disappointment, a daily life void of real passion and love and care. Take whatever it is you learn from that situation and invest it somewhere else. Use that as a down payment on something else. There is always something that you learn. There is always something that you gain from any situation that you're in. And you can't think about relationships as how much time you have spent on it. Think of it as how much you have gained and how much you've been able to contribute. And when you're no longer able to contribute, when you're no longer able to give and receive in a healthy way in a relationship, Take what it is that you have in a respectful way and apply that somewhere else. And I get really passionate about that just because we're all deserving of happiness and breakups don't have to be tumultuous. I've talked about that before, but life is short and everyone really does deserve to be happy. Everyone deserves to have joy. And if you're in a situation that isn't bringing you that, where it is impossible to reach that joy, leave that situation again in respect and with as much love as you possibly can and move on to something else. And now that brings us to the third point of dreams and aspirations. And again, this is where the whole podcast or idea for this podcast was birthed. Um, This part really specifically speaks to me. (laughs) Um, With dreams and aspirations, sticking it out and being consistent. The truth is that It is hard and to develop your dream and to stick with it and to go through the ups and downs and the setbacks, even right now, it took me a while to record this podcast. And then when I finally recorded it in one shot, it was perfect. I played it back and I had my mic on the wrong setting. So there was so much static and I did my magical sound engineering, but at the end of the day, I want to put out quality things and that just was not, you know, something that I would take pride in. So I have to do it over. Um, So it's hard. It gets frustrating and you get to points where it's just like there are so many setbacks and that's real and we have to acknowledge it. But with that comes a part where we have to call ourselves out. Um, For me, I use perfection as a scapegoat. I use perfection as a smokescreen to delay or not put out altogether some of the things that I'm working on. So there are some projects, there's two of them that are really near and dear to me, one I did more recently and one I've done over a year ago. And because I'm so sensitive about my artistry, at least some of the things that I put out, I want to keep it. And to, to validate those reasonings I use the fact that I want to edit it a certain way and I'm waiting for it to be perfect or I'm waiting for, I don't know, a whole bunch of factors that are logically sound, but intuitively I know these are just excuses that I'm making. Um, I use perfection in that way and I have to call myself out. Some things are fine and they're ready to go. Or I pause in the middle so that I can say that it's not finished and blame it on me wanting to perfect what it is I had worked on previously. And I got to call myself out on that. And if you are like me, you got to call yourself out on that too, because we are in the way of our progress. We cannot expect for our dream to grow if we're not nurturing it, if we're starving our dream ourselves out of fear. Another thing too is passion and I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, so stay with me, but some of us are passionate about our calling. We're passionate about our goal and we're passionate about our dream, but we are not passionate about the avenue that we take to attain or reach that dream. And so an example or something common that I see is, let's say within your certain niche, so let's say you're into makeup, um, people who are successful, you see that they do a lot of YouTube videos. So as a makeup artist, you decide, okay, I will do YouTube videos as well because you wanna emulate that path to reach that success. But you may be someone who hates doing videos You may be someone who would rather go and do workshops or do something that's more personal um, or one-on-one to fulfill or carry out that dream. But because we've been bombarded with a lot of those images and instances of people using YouTube to achieve that success, we may feel like that is the avenue that we're going to take. But we're going to tread so slowly on that path. We are going to deviate from that path, and get lost on that path, because we are exercising an avenue that we don't really have an intuitive tie to. So we're exercising an avenue that we're not really committed to, even though we're committed to that goal and to that dream. And you got to call yourself out on that too, because it's like if you're riding a wave of an ocean to which you have no business in, you're going to get lost. You are going to drown. You are going to lose sight of your path because you're going to be exhausted from doing things that you are not genuinely interested in. And so you got to call yourself out on that. Not necessarily on your dream, but how are you reaching it? And is that a way that is authentic to you? So thinking about those three things, um, and just in general, calling yourself out, you may think like, why is that even important to do? Everyone doesn't know everything about everyone, right? You don't disclose every issue that you have. You don't disclose every battle that you fought. So there are some things that people can hide and that you can keep to yourselves. And honestly, if you don't say it out loud, no one else will know. But the truth is that you will know. And just as a tree, you know, we may not see its roots, but if that thing is diseased, if the roots are rotting, that whole tree at some point, you know, will become diseased from the trunk to the limbs to the last leaf and it'll die, it'll fade. And so it is important to call yourself out and to tell yourself the truth because if not, you will implode. From the inside, you will destroy yourself or your mission or your dream. And you will have no one else to blame but you. So you got to call yourself out on things when it's not right, when you're not feeling in alignment, when you're not in tune with your purpose here on earth and how you are going about achieving that purpose. In calling yourself out, I think it's also quite difficult to do because... You think about growth and you think about uncertainty, and we always want to be someone who is just growing and who becomes more certain as they age, but life is cyclical. It's not this straight path, so you don't just get over one thing and you move to the next stage and you just keep moving. You may move in stages, but within those stages, you may have to go around a couple of things a couple of times, you know? When we acknowledge something within ourselves or we have to pause or we have to redo or have to stop, we may feel like we are stunting our growth. But the real stunting of the growth comes from when you keep yourself in a situation that is not nurturing your true path and your true calling, and you kill your dream because you're not nurturing it in the right way. I think another reason why it might be difficult to call yourself out is because We are constantly comparing ourselves with who we are now to who it is that we want to be. I think I say that phrase like so many times throughout the day (laughs) in so many different ways, but that's what we do. And yes, use your future imaginary self as motivation to do what you need to do in the present to motivate yourself in the now. But do not use that as a way to hinder yourself from making changes or making yourself feel bad or negative about having to take a step back so that you can properly move forward. Who we want to be is the end goal. And our journey to who we wanna be or who we are ordained to be can take so many paths. And if we are on the wrong path, if we are not staying true to our mission, it's okay to stop and come back and stay still even, to reassess, which path we need to take to fulfill our mission. We are not doing ourselves a disservice when we slow down to get to where we need to go. We do ourselves a disservice when we are speeding up, but we are on the wrong path because we are trying to get to this future that doesn't belong to us. And what happens when we do that is, you become the 75-year-old who sings a lot of the, I should have, and I would have, I could have tunes. When right now, you can change your station. Right now, you can switch the CD out. You can change your playlist to be more in alignment with who it is that you're supposed to be. So again, when you're thinking about who you want to be and you're afraid to make a drastic change or to start over, it's better to do that now than to end up in a place that was not even designed or made for you. Because I think that is when you really... Create a disappointment within yourself. If you know that you are not veering on the right path right now, stop, think, reassess, pray, meditate, get it together now so that you can get to where you want to really go. I don't want to keep on repeating myself, but I really hope you feel me on that because it is never too late. It is never too late. Whatever age you are, you know, I I did use the, the age 75, but even if you are 75, If you're living and you're breathing, it is not a day too late to go back and reach for what it is you know that you're supposed to attain. So why is it important to call yourself out? I also want to think about the harm of not calling yourself out. And I talked about it already, but when you are not calling yourself out and taking the time to redirect yourself you're living a lie. And when you're living a lie, you can never reach your fullest potential. You know, not calling yourself out robs you of being able to be in truth with yourself. And when you are not in truth, you are on so many paths and doing so many things that won't make sense and that won't align because you're living a lie. So you're attracting things to your life that may not necessarily suit you. You're attracting people to your life that don't help you and don't help nurture you to get to where it is that you need to be. And so when you decide that you don't wanna tell the truth to yourself, when you don't wanna call yourself out, you are living in a lie and you are attracting all the things that you may not want because you haven't rid your spirit of the things that don't belong there. I always said that I wasn't going to talk about celebrities or public figures on my podcast, um, but I do think it's the way that you do it. And so, with that preface, I wanted to talk about the passing of Nipsey Hussle. And for a lot of us, whether you knew his music or, like me, you were more into his community work. Um, Whether you met him, never met him. I never met him a day in my life. Never met him in the flesh. I don't know if I've ever even been in the same vicinity um, as he has been. But for a lot of creatives, this hit different. It hit hard and it was a spiritual shift for a lot of people. And I think there are just some people in our lifetime who will have that effect on people. And I definitely think he was one of them. That was a spiritual shift and it woke me up in a way that I was not anticipating. Um, two days before he died, I had just posted a video and he was talking about educating yourself and wisdom and uh, acquiring you know, assets and ownership. And I just listened to his journey um, and how much work he put into it, but also thought about how much joy you can sense from his spirit and his interviews and his pictures And again, I don't know how to explain it, but it is a spiritual connection that I think a lot of creatives and people in general just have to his aura. You can just sense it. Nipsey Hussle inspired me to reflect on where I was currently. Um, Up to his passing, I was on that cusp of laziness and ownership and non-guilt over self-care. But if you're not careful, that line between laziness and self-care will be crossed. And I think I was getting to a point where I was venturing into laziness and thinking about Nipsey Hussle and thinking about the interviews that he's done and his talk of how much work he has put in to create this dream or to make reality from this dream that he had but still sensing that peace in his aura and that joy in his aura, I had to think about how much work I was really putting in and how much I was expecting to get out of something that I wasn't dedicating myself fully to. And it just made me think about that balance. None of this is supposed to come easy. It is okay to work hard. I think we have acknowledged that, yeah, we don't have to do the no sleep thing. That's out the window. But a lot of us just been sleeping all day and throwing that out of the window. And we have to find a balance. You have to do work. You have to do the work. And some days are going to be hard. And some days are going to be difficult. And you're going to have setbacks. And you're going to feel like stopping. But that's when you go harder. And just at the end of the day, you have to put in the work. And it is possible to still enjoy your work, to love what you're doing. And it is also possible to be tired. But they go in tandem. It happens. You will be tired. You will feel exhausted, but you will also feel peace and you will also feel love. And so that was something that really spoke to me and something that I appreciate and the inspiration that he has put upon me and I'm sure a lot of other creatives. Thinking about that, I had to reframe what it is I was willing to do For real, and what it is that I wanted, and what it would take to get to where I want to go. And that reshifted my approach to that balance between self care and enjoying life as is, and working my butt off to get to where I want to go. And I'm still figuring it out, but that is a lesson that I learned and that I hope to give to you. And for any creative who is in the middle, or exhausted, or tired, or just figuring it out. I challenge you to sit still, sit still and figure out what it is that you are hungry for. Because if you don't have an appetite for something, you're going to eat anything. If you don't figure out what it is that you want to create, that you want to cook, you're not going to go out and acquire those ingredients to make it happen. So you have to sit in stillness You have to sit in quiet. You have to sit in self. You have to trust in your spirit. And for me, God, you have to trust and have faith and listen so that you can figure out what it is you're hungry for. Because once you have a taste for it, then nothing can stop you. But that requires sometimes that you call yourself out on the nonsense, that you call yourself out on what you're wasting time on. So that you can get to that point. If you've made it to the end of this podcast and you like what you heard or you like some other the podcast, um, it would mean a lot if you can share it with other people, repost. I'm trying to reach good souls. So I figure if you're drawn to this podcast it's for a reason and you're probably connected to other like minded people. Share it with them. If you haven't yet. And if you feel that this is true, uh, please do rate this as five stars. Um, Yeah, leave a comment if you feel moved. Tell me what your favorite episode is. Tell me what you'd like to hear. Um, It really means a lot and it helps as, you know, those of us who are independent and just working with what we have, trying to reach people and trying to make our dreams grow further and more. And fulfill our purpose. Um, your support means everything. So thank you so much for listening. And again, Ramadan Mubarak. I will catch you on the next podcast.